Good day, everybody. This is Zachary Kameen, the Curious Christian. These are Curious Conversations. Today we're going to be talking first in the show about uh, Exodus chapter uh, 21, verse 22 through 25, where uh, it is case law. What do you do about uh, abortion? What do you do about accidental abortion? And then we then apply it to uh, intentional abortion, which we are dealing with today. Uh, and then we will move on and deal with uh, something more personal in my life. My, my wife having a uh, nightmare and my reaction uh, to her nightmare. And how I think that we should take our nightmares more seriously in one sense. Uh, and we'll get into that as well. And then last in the last segment, we're going to uh, do a review. I'm going to talk about a taco joint that I just recently went to with my wife and wanted to give them kudos and refer them and recommend them to you if you're here in the Flat Rock area. So enjoy the show. God bless you and uh, enjoy the conversation. Now, as we're getting started with this podcast, I wanted to uh, start off with a quick um, Bible study uh, part. And I've done this a few times and I've been enjoying doing such things. So I'm going to talk about it now. And if you'd be so kind as to flip open, uh, search for, or however you can open up God's Word, uh, open up to Exodus 21. Okay. And uh, open up to verse 22. So Exodus 21, 22. Now I'll start reading. Uh, when men strive together and hit a pregnant woman so that her children come out, but there is no harm. The one who hit her um, shall utterly be um, fined, or surely be fined, as the woman's husband shall impose on him. And he shall um, pay as the judge determine, judges determine. But if there is harm, he shall pay life for life, eye for eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, and foot for foot, burn for burn, wound for wound, and stripe for stripe. So, uh, I wanted to talk about this because it is it, this whole or much of this chapter, if not the whole chapter. Let me take a look. Yeah, uh, it is uh, wrapped up in this uh, chapter, talking about how to uh, how masters are to relate to their slaves, how uh, owners of oxen are supposed to relate to their livestock, and how livestock is to relate to humans, and on and on. And right here in the center, it's dealing with what what do you do when somebody forces a miscarriage? So I was talking about this during my uh, time at the armory this past weekend. And we were talking about abortion. And this, and I explained to this one lady who is pro-choice. And I said to her, you know, scripture says, and so here's the scripture uh, that I just read to you. Where, and I grabbed up one of the spectators, one of the men there, and I was like, so 
visualize this. This is, this is the way I'm reading it. Uh, and there's two ways you can read it, but both of them are in reference to a child being aborted. Uh, or a miscarriage happening. Uh, and I said, so me and this guy are fighting. For whatever reason, uh, a pregnant woman, I said, you know, you're pregnant. We'll just say you're pregnant. And talking to the woman. I said, and I accidentally strike you. And it causes you to miscarry. And nothing happens to the child. I have to pay for those medical bills. I am to be fined whatever amount is deemed worthy. And, you, and that's referring to uh, you know, uh, recovery, the medical costs, and grievance costs, whatnot. And I was like, so, but after that, you know, no harm, still a fine. It's not no harm, no foul. There is a foul, and I am to pay the fine. I'm to pay for, uh, to make up the difference of uh, what had just happened. It's like, but if the baby is harmed, not the woman, there are other laws that deal with killing of um, women. It's a reference for the baby who was miscarried, the baby who had come out of the womb. Okay. Uh, so with the uh, with the baby, if the baby is harmed in any way, it is to be act. Then I am the consequence, or the consequence to me is whatever happens to them. So if the baby is born with a broken arm, then I'm to have my arm broken. If the baby is born with a deformed ear, then my ear is to be cut off. Any harm that I do to the child, if any harm is done to the child, and you could say, like, well, how do you know if the harm was done to, or be, due to the strike, or due to just a birth defect? Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, the law says, if the baby comes out and there's something wrong, then it is my fault. It doesn't matter if I am the cause of it. I am to be punished for it. Okay. So, uh, and that's for an accidental miscarriage. Now, you could also read and say that the two men, that the whole point of these men who were striving, that they were striving against the woman and that they purposely meant to make her miscarry. That could be an argument, but I'm reading as if these two, are, two men are striving against each other. So that they're, it's a bar fight or whatever. And for some reason, this pregnant lady uh, got in the middle of it on accident, or the it, the fight poured and spilled out into the street and whatever. And the pregnant lady's walking past. And you know, however the scenario wants to go down, it's an accidental strike, and it causes the miscarriage. Okay, so it causes the miscarriage, and so the consequence to me is. Whatever happens to the child happens to me. So if the baby dies, I die. So with this law, it's dealing with an accidental strike. You could say it's a purpose-filled strike. Now let's move. Let's apply it to abortion. Okay. Me assuming that this is just an accidental strike because these men are striking themselves, and the accident one of them accidentally strikes the woman. Uh. You're dealing with that. What happens to the man? The man gets what he uh, dished out, and so he gets a taste of his own medicine, as it were. Like how? And so I asked her, how much more 
if it's on purpose. So today, we're not dealing with accidental abortions. We're not dealing with uh, men who are fighting and all of a sudden they ex- a woman's walking up the stairs and the two men are, fall down the stairs and they knock the woman over too and so she has an abortion that way or the, the baby is miscarried that way. Um, and so you're dealing with an accidental forced abortion and you still get that effect. We're dealing with women who are going to clinics to have a forced miscarriage which, which uh, causes the death of the baby. Okay, so it's gone beyond two men striving and accidentally striking this woman. And that's the case law. It is, and that's an accidental abortion, accidental forced abortion. Now we're dealing with a intentional forced abortion. Okay, you're dealing with a formal abortion, not an accidental abortion, but we're dealing with a formal abortion. How, and so the question becomes, how much more do these folk, or does this uh, woman, or how, how much more does the abortion doctor deserve death? Not only are they accidentally killing babies, they are on purpose killing babies. And this scripture is showing how we are to react to abortion. It's showing us what is the proper response for any abortion, accidental or on purpose. Now the question becomes, is it just the abortion doctor who is the cause of the abortion? Are they to be the only one punished? Or should also the woman who uh, arranges the abortion of her child, uh, should she be punished? Because now it is a matter of that scripture, uh, the interpretation where it could be the two men strived against the woman. Well, what happens if the woman and this doctor are striving against the woman? Right? They're going into the, her body and causing the abortion. So what do you do when you are dealing with those who are intentionally striving against this baby. My argument is uh, abortion, and this is proof, this is evidence, this is a case law that uh, establishes that forced abortion, a forced miscarriage, is murder, is at the very least a form of killing, and should be treated as such, and should be taken through the court, should be taken through the Uh, legislation should be taken through the judiciary branch and treated as it used to be as infanticide. Uh, We shouldn't, and you know, somebody may say, well, we don't have time to deal with all these cases. We have millions of people who have abortions. What do we do? Like, well, let's stop um, dealing with petty crimes that God doesn't condemn and start dealing with the crimes that he does condemn. We are too quick to call sins uh, laws and create laws against sins and not um, diligent enough to call crimes, crimes. Uh, we are more interested in condemning and convicting and punishing uh, hate speech than we are murder. And this is a no-go, and this 
needs to stop. My wife had a bad dream a couple days ago, and she told me about it yesterday uh, when we were going on our date night and also going out to the movies with a couple friends about how she had a dream that I came home from a long business trip or whatnot, and uh, I was being indifferent to her, and I was being uh, kind of standoffish, and that I had confessed that to her that I was... Uh, addicted to heroin and that I was uh, I committed adultery and that uh, she said that during most of the dream she was crying and weeping and when she woke up she said you know she woke up and she was you know still she was actually tears on her face and whatnot so she actually was crying uh and you know, you're, when you, when you hear your wife say she has a bad dream that you're a heroin addict and an adulterer, uh, you know, how do you respond to that? And the thing that struck me was I was thinking to myself, you know, which would be uh, a more about, you know, which is scarier? You know, which which one? Sorry, I'm adjusting my mic. Uh, which one is a more uh, nerve-wracking experience to go through in one sense, but beyond that, uh, you know, why would it be nerve-wracking? It, it wasn't as simple as me being able to say, oh, that would never happen. You know, And the reason why I say, oh, no, that would never happen is because you know it does happen. Stuff like this happens all the time. And you... We have loved ones who, within a year, uh, what seemed like, you know, one year, they're doing great, and the next year you find out they're either on drugs or they're committing adultery, and you just don't see it coming. And so I was struck yesterday, and enough to where I wanted to talk about it on the show, that, you know, what, you know, how do you work through something like this. When your spouse, when your wife or your husband has a dream, and usually it's your wife who, you know, at least, you know, usually it's the husband whose wife tells them about the dream. If the husband has a, a nightmare about something, it's usually, usually men when they have dreams or nightmares, it's not so much about other people's failures. A nightmare to a man is when you're the failure. So it's not a shock when uh, so, I don't know. I don't usually have dreams about my wife's unfaithfulness. But I could see, you know, my nightmares tend to be something like, and I don't even know if I've had dreams about my own unfaithfulness, but it's more, my dreams consist of not being able to take my family out of like a burning building or something like that. Or seeing, getting mugged and not able to defend my family or something like that. Those are my nightmares. Those are the ones that wake me up at night. You know, finding out, you know, my daughter has cancer or something. You know, those are those are my nightmares. Uh, when when my daughter Zena had to go to the hospital because she couldn't breathe right, uh, that was a nightmare in real life. 
And so because that kind of nightmare, my kind of nightmare came true, where there was something that I couldn't do and I felt like a failure as a husband and as a father uh, because I couldn't protect Zena. It's not so easy for me to be like, oh, no, 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 like, that's just a nightmare that, you know, nightmares aren't reality or not. But, you know, so is, so are the nightmares that I have about uh, bad things happening to my girls, my wife and my daughters, and not being able to do anything about it. And then what happens? It happens. And so this is a terrifying thought. And I think something that I'm going to have to wrestle with and figure out how to best reassure my wife on this. And But one thing I don't want to do, and, you, and anybody who knows me and anybody who listens to this show more than a couple episodes knows that I by no means like to take anything for granted. Uh, I am a stickler on the uh, minuscule, and I will stress things that people don't other stress or that other people don't stress which is why you guys enjoy my show so much uh and so because of this this is a conversation i think that needs to happen uh sooner hopefully sooner rather than later because i don't want to look back 15 years later or 20 years later, or whatever, and think about how, you know, I've been divorced for 10 years or whatever. I was talking to one of my sergeants who is divorced, and he's about to get deployed. I won't say where or when, because I don't want any risk of anything like that. And plus, I didn't get permission. Uh, but just for security purposes, I don't want to mention. Uh, but... He, I asked him because he was divorced like why did you get a divorce and he explained to me his reasons behind it and that I think is so important especially um, when I then found you know about my wife's dream recently when I was gone uh, you know how how does a husband best comfort his wife when she says that that didn't go down this just jogged into my head right uh literally just now as i just said that and it reminds me of uh the the book the song of solomon uh the song of songs where the husband reassures his wife when she has a dream that i think her in the dream she dreams that her husband rapes her or tries to rape her or something that effect and it was a terrifying dream she wakes up and realizes that he wasn't there. It didn't really happen. She goes to look for him and uh, finally finds him. And he reassures her that, you know, there's no way that I would uh, rape you. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I love you. That kind of that kind of stuff. But it is, it is so easy for us as husbands to take for granted uh, these dreams, and I say this again because we we've had loved ones where the husband will or the wife will uh, you know just be like oh you know ha 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 that's funny 
uh, or that, you know, that's terrible. I would never do that. And then it turns out they will do it right? at some point they do. And then all of a sudden now there's a divorce and, and it's horrible. And we don't want that, right? We do not want our loved ones to go through that. And we certainly don't want to go through that as, as loved ones. Uh, I've got one of my uh, sisters, her mom just died and they don't know whether or not it, if it was because of her being an addict. The, you know, these are things that I pray will not be questions that will be brought up at my funeral. Uh, when At my wake, when people are thinking about my life, I long for, the, for not having such stories told about me. And I know that to simply laugh away such thoughts is not the proper response. Uh, the prop, you know, I, we must take this seriously. I must take this seriously. And so I uh, will also uh, call upon you men and you women to take stuff like this seriously. Uh, take, you know, make a better effort, put more emphasis on uh, being faithful to your wife, being faithful to your husband, and avoiding such drugs, and take seriously these nightmares, don't simply push them off to the wayside. Uh, we're going to take a quick break so we can have a message from our sponsors, but uh, we will be right back. want to start a segment coming up during these uh, podcasts to kind of do reviews on uh, local diners and mom and pop shops and whatnot in my area and when I'm visiting other areas. And uh, today I want to talk about this uh, restaurant that me and my wife went to a couple weeks ago um, for our date night. Uh, mind you, me and my wife go we make a point to go on a date every Friday, every single Friday. There, there are uh, people who I'll talk to and I'll ask, uh, especially the men, you know, when was the last time you guys went on a date? And I've been disturbed by some of the answers. Some people have said they haven't been on a date since they've been married and they've been married for almost a decade. Others who have said, uh, you know, it hasn't been for a couple years that they've been on a date. Uh, me and my wife, we go on uh, dates weekly. Uh, if we can't go on a date that week, we go on a date next week. Uh, but we plan to have a date every Friday. And even if it's as simple as going to Taco Bell and buying something from the dollar menu, uh, we're going to sit down and we're going to laugh and we're going to talk and enjoy our taco and you know share a drink or whatever. Right? But we, we still make a point to do that. Uh, and so... Uh, in today's review, I'm going to talk about uh, Atwater Tacos, um, which is a local establishment here in 
uh, Flat Rock, Michigan. Uh, it is owned and operated by uh, one of my wife's uh, um, like classmates uh, from her alumni. Uh, I think it's over in Hurok High School or wherever it is. But anyways, uh, so I personally uh, really enjoy this place. Uh, I went. We went on Friday, as I mentioned. It wasn't Lent, but I still had uh, the uh, shrimp tacos. Uh, they're they're Atwater shrimp tacos, and I have to say it, they were excellent. Uh, they were uh, crunchy. They were tasty. Uh, they had several different kinds of uh, sauces. I think I it came with three tacos, and I put you know just a little bit of right. I just ate one straight without any sauce, and I ate, uh, and with the four sauces, I think I put like half covered half of the taco with one sauce, ate it, and I ate the other half with a different kind of sauce. And just trying out different things, we got the chips and, and queso. My wife got different. She got like one that was a uh, chicken taco, a steak taco, and a uh, ground beef taco. And she had it like that, and she absolutely loved it. And I, I just want to say that all around it was a great experience. Uh, it is definitely better than, let's say, going to Qdoba. Uh, certainly, uh, Qdoba, uh, there, you know, it's, it's like a, it's like a subway for uh, Mexican food. But if you want a taco and you like Subway, you can go there. But if you're looking for a good, uh, enjoy, enjoyable experience of just a nice, casual uh, Mexican restaurant where uh, you can just sit down and enjoy food, um, I would suggest Atwater uh, Taco Shop right here in Flat Rock. It's right next to the uh, Hirok Park. Uh, which is an appropriate, hence uh, it's, I believe that's the reason why they call it at water because it's at the water. Uh, is right behind the Dairy Queen, so you know you can eat eat a good at water fish taco or a uh, shrimp taco, like I did, or you can have a you know just a standard uh, Mexican meal of enchiladas or uh, quesadillas or what have you. Uh, and you can then just go get an ice cream um, right after that. Or you can go walk the river. You can walk around the park and just enjoy. It is definitely going to be a beautiful summer. And I would suggest if you're in the area, if you're in the Flat Rock area, you should go check out uh, Atwater Tacos in your uh, afternoon picnic. Go check out them. They're certainly reasonably priced for the quality that you're getting. They have great music playing that fits their environment. Uh, it is not uh, flashy. There's some Mexican restaurants where they have like uh, colors all over the place, uh, pictures all over the place. And this is a, you can tell it's a proud Flat Rock location. They've got the pictures that they have are things that represent Flat Rock. Uh, their tables are made from, uh, I think, Flat Rock lumber. It's stamped with a Flat Rock lumber stamp on it, uh, brand as it were. Uh, it seems that the people who work there are happy and I would just say uh, support on this place if you're in the area. Enjoy. Uh, God bless. And I'm looking forward to doing more uh, reviews of such places but I definitely suggest you check out uh, Atwater Tacos.
Well, that's it for today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed listening as I enjoyed speaking. Uh, But if you are an absolute desire and frantic need of more uh, curious conversation topics and information, uh, you can go on my blog and read uh, some of the articles on there, or you can, you know, skip down, or you can skip up to another one of my episodes. Uh, Please be um, willing to give a good review, a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, Put in a nice review for me. If you'd be so kind, it'll help with getting my podcast more and more known and so that more people can join the conversation. If you would like um, to interact with me and have some dialogue and some one-on-one curious conversations, um, please do not hesitate to email me at ZacharyKameen at Yahoo.com. Be sure to put down uh, curious conversations in the subject heading so that I know uh, that it is you. Uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at Zachary Kameen, or you can follow me or add me on Facebook at Zachary Kameen. Until then, until next time, God bless, guys. Take care and drink some coffee and come to Jesus. It's Curious Conversations.